1: FM HD2, Kenner, New Orleans. This is Tom Fitzmaurice with the second course of The Food Show. All we do is talk about food and restaurants and cooking and wine and everything. And uh, every year at this time, I write a poem uh, that talks about a lot of the people that came in and out of my life and your life, too, for that matter, because we're often the same people. But uh, that goes on until the 11th day of Christmas, and then it stops. That's uh, the, the 12 days of Christmas. I don't know where the 12th one is, probably because for the same reason that it was only... It's King's Day, right? It's King's Day, yeah. that's it. Okay, so anyway, um, I, I did manage to write this, and I'm going to plague you with it just one more time.
0: What day is it that we're on?
1: Okay, it's on the first day of well, Christmas. We're probably I'd like to cook day for you. on the day of you. Christmas right now. A filet duck Dewy gumbo. On the second day of Christmas, I'd like to poach for you two eggs sardou. On the third day of Christmas, I'll sugar dust for you three beignets. On the fourth day of Christmas, I'd like to cut for you half a muffaletta. On the fifth day of Christmas, I'd like to fry for you five soft-shell crabs. On the sixth day of Christmas, I'd like to roast for you six char-grilled oysters. On the seventh day of Christmas, I'd like to flame for you seven bananas foster. On the eighth day of Christmas, I'd like to grill for you eight links of sausage. On the ninth day of Christmas, I'd like to steam for you nine cups of rice. On the tenth Ten, day of Christmas, I'd slow simmer for you ten cups of red beans, and finally on the eleventh day of Christmas, I'll barbecue for you eleven jumbo shrimp, and then by that time, uh, the apparently the kings have moved on. So there you are, and I'm I'm sorry to have pay, plagued you with uh, that over the well, mark. Well, you know that's kind of. what
0: they get for not calling. <laughs> Two six zero six three six eight. Oh wait, they might have something better to do than listen oh? to the show on this New Year's Eve. What That's would it be? That's possible. I don't know. I can't imagine. But you know, maybe getting your champagne ready, or uh-huh. maybe making last-minute reservations somewhere. But yeah, uh, well, there's you know, always that to do. It's possible. It is possible that uh, you know that that they do have something better to do. You know.
1: Well, good for them. You yeah. know, it's a uh, terrible, terrible to have nothing to do.
0: It is. That's for sure. Yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. Tom, you were writing something about how. What was this piece that you had here about how restaurants have changed?
1: How rest- oh, restaurants, Oh, yeah. Restaurants
0: have changed since the seventies, and you were talking about yeah. your why restaurants are always changing. Why are restaurants always changing? Because everything changes.
1: That that's true. Everything changes, but sometimes.
0: Why should restaurants they, be any they different?
1: They don't change as much as you think they ought to. Uh, because uh, you know you give your perspective on it, and then it just sits there for a lot of people, anyhow. Yeah. Uh, so.
0: Well, I, re- I remember you talking about your um, your first introduction to restaurants back in the '70s when you were a student at UNO. And that uh, Richard Collin was someone that Chris Christopher turned you on to, and then you became sort of obsessed mm-hmm. with him. He was like a an icon to you, like a mentor.
1: Oh. Uh, he definitely was, and I uh, told him that once. Mm-hmm. I said, you know, I've always seen you because he was a history professor at UNO. Yeah, and he was doing the restaurant uh, guidebooks on the side. Mm-hmm. Well, although I think he made them really well with that, and. Uh, I walked up to him once at UNO, and I said, you know, I'm glad I ran into you. And even though my grades in the classes I took with you are, did not come out particularly well, uh, I I will say that I would always give you credit for being uh, a uh, – it starts with an M. Mentor? Mentor. Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, I'm very honored that you would say that. Mm-hmm. And somebody else who was as powerful as that told me the same thing about three years later. It's just one of those things that that when people tell you stuff like that, you know you must be doing something right. Yeah. So anyway, what we have here is the food show, and uh, sitting over here is Mary Ann. Yes. And uh, let's see. Well, that's it for the moment. Got anything (laughs) else?
0: No, so anyway, what so, do going on? so Tom, yeah, get back to your why restaurants are always changing.
1: Yeah, why are restaurants always changing? And uh, it's uh, in this case, my point was that up until that time, this the late seventies, uh, restaurants were doing either very down to earth seafood uh, fried it's like restaurant,
0: home cooking kind home of Home cooking, stuff. exactly.
1: Yes. There was that going on, and then there were the fancy restaurants where you had to wear a jacket and tie to even go into the dining room.
0: Which was still kind of home cooking. If you think about places like Antoine's, they had the same, quote, chef, it was really a cook, Mm -hmm. that was doing the same kind of recipes that have been in the restaurant since they opened in 1840.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So... It's like it's like who, I think it was Kevin Kelly said something like he's not getting he any would. more shut yeah no yeah. it's like it's like you give mm-hmm. him a recipe and you know quote anyone can do it so this whole chef as celebrity thing kind of started in the 80s right
1: uh, I I would say that it had made Late a 70s, jump early 80s to a different uh, level and here is what went on it was the baby boomer generation who came on the scene in the in the 70s? really from the 60s through the 70s and into the 80s, and they were changing the way everybody was eating. Back then it was either this or that, and after that, it wasn't anything anymore. Uh, just uh, a different approach to it, maybe. So, uh,
0: well, you know, today in NoMenu.com, I was teeing off on millennials who have changed. The I thought you really things, loved those people. The way things have changed with food delivery and the whole plant-based thing. And so what you're saying now is pretty much you are, you are refuting what I uh, said, which was that millennials are putting a whole different spin on everything, well, everything, period, but also the way we eat. And uh, what you're saying now is that the baby boomers did the same thing. So how are those two things different?
1: Well, uh, the baby boomer thing, this was seen throughout the entire society. This was not just strictly on that particular sale that was being made, and it was um, it, it really did change the, the well, kinds of I things. Well, if I had to say
0: that, I would say mm-hmm. that the the baby boomers were demanding higher end. Yeah. Um, more sophisticated food and the millennials are demanding convenience mm-hmm. and yeah, I mission think statement kind of things mm-hmm. rather than like one of them had to do with a lot of taste improvements and the other one taste is kind of down on the list that that seems to be but both of them you're saying were incredibly influential in the evolution of cuisine
1: Mm-hmm. Well, there's there's one element to it that we haven't gotten into yet, but it's probably not necessary, and that is that there are styles of, of doing all of this. There was a time when if you were going to a restaurant, you were either going to this little casual thing that we were talking about or this really expensive, uh, been around a long time sort of thing, and uh, that's where it all kind of broke down sometime, but that's where the, the people who where you're going to develop everything else that will be following the the, uh, next,
0: the, the yeah. next generation The next generation,
1: and uh, it it certainly played that way,
0: and uh, it's still uh, coming that way. And I well, it's, it's always evolving. Yeah, everything's yeah. evolving. Yeah. But it but it's it's I think the biggest difference is that one of them is about taste, and the other has nothing really to do with taste.
1: Could be, but right? if you don't do anything for taste, you're gonna go out of business rather soon. I
0: don't know if that's true. That was the whole no. point of the piece. It's like, hmm. it's like it, you, you know, um, we were talking about someone, Mary Lee, and I yesterday. Um,
1: Mary Lee is our daughter.
0: Yes, and we were we were talking about. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's, um, it, I'm not gonna say who it was, but someone asked me um, where. To take his wife, who had just turned 60, yesterday. And um, and I suggested Dory's Metropolitan because I figured mm-hmm. this would be a really <sighs>
1: that would
0: glamorous, sexy kind of place to take someone. And so he looked at the website, and he texted me back, and he said... <laughs> He said, uh-huh. are you crazy? Either you're crazy or I'm crazy, but there is no way I'm taking her there. Did you see those prices? And I said, but it's her—it's your wife's 60th birthday. And he texted me back, I don't care if it's her coronation. <laughs> so Mary Lee and I were talking about that. And she said, you know, it's funny because he spends gobs of money on other things. And he does, in fact, spend gobs of money. And, um, and I said, well, you know, it's just really a matter of what is your priority list. What is the most important thing on your priority list? And so uh, in his case, great restaurants, are not something he's going to spend a lot of money on. Like our daughter makes these cakes that are exquisite works of art. They are. And when she starts to price them according to the slice, I go, "Are you are you crazy? This is a work of art. You don't you don't go by slice. You go by the amount of time it takes you to create these hand-painted masterpieces." And you know, she said, "Well, I don't know, Mom. People don't seem to want to pay that." And I go, "You know somebody will." If it's worth it to them. So you you spend money on what is important to you. Mm-hmm. So your priority list is different depending on your, your makeup, your background, your history, your upbringing, all of these things. So millennials, I think, are focused on convenience, a virtual world. Um and things that don't really have anything to do with taste—that's their priority, whereas the boomers' taste was their priority. So it's just different. It's just a different list of things that are important between these two generations. I mm-hmm. think anyway. It's my right. little philosophical.
1: Well, you know, uh, it might. Posit it of might, the day. It might be a good idea right now to to uh, explain what exactly a millennial is.
0: Mm, well, I think everybody knows
1: that. No, mm, oh, I don't think so. Because really? I've I've used it in more than a few conversations, and there were a lot of people who say what. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I mean, it's, but it doesn't make a lot of sense, a lot of it. But a lot of people are diggly into it. I mean, really.
0: 25 to 34, Tom. Yeah. That's that's the age group. Anyway, okay. 260-6368 is the number if you would like to chat with mm. us about, you know, the usual, just Anything. babbling on about all kinds of stuff kind of vaguely well, related you know, to food. It is New Year's Eve, so. Uh, who goes
1: to a bar and then uh A Happy into... New Year
0: to you. We will not be on tomorrow, so I we can that. say yeah. Happy New Year. All oh, right. Tom. Yes. People are going to start saying Happy New Year for real. Why? Remember how you had your Happy New Year thing that went on for a year, like a whole year. What was the longest that people were saying Happy New Year to you? Oh, uh, well, your we, little Happy uh, New Year thing.
1: Well, yeah, that used to be enforced, and the longest running way was uh, actually it was the it went on for like uh, to five years or something.
0: No, no. Wait. It was. It was some. It couldn't have gone on past a year because when you say Happy New Year after you've been saying it for a year, you're you're saying a different year. So. Well, I
1: guess you could say that. Yeah. But it it did come back around. I
0: mean, I know people would say like I would I would do the show for you and it would be November and somebody would say Happy New Year and I'd say yeah. what? Mm-hmm.
1: There you so go. So this was
0: something that you carried on for a long, long time.
1: Okay, we're going to do that again starting uh, now. So. <laughs> oh
0: please no. <laughs>
1: uh, Happy New Year.
0: Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Uh, also, when we come back from the break, I want to mention something that we are also going to bring back on oh. nomenu.com.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, things that are near and dear to everyone's heart that have gone away, and I don't even know how or why, but we're going to bring them back in 2020, and we will be talking about that in a few minutes. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Happy New Year. If you have any great plans, any great memories, any great meals – Any funny and disastrous ones to report from 2019, we would love to have you join us. If you discovered something great culinarily in 2019, please give us a shout. If you remember a restaurant that closed that you were very sad about, I would like to hear about that as well because I don't really remember too many restaurants of note that closed this year 2606368 you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2
1: hello welcome back it's the food show i'm tom Fitzmorris, claiming first place for at least a couple of minutes and uh, what we do is we talk about food and restaurants and cooking and all of that and uh, i thought that uh, a couple of days ago this phrase entered my brain and will not go away, and I'm uh, glad it, it will not because. Doug and I it's are sweating. Something... We're
0: thinking it means Halifax and halibut, or halibut no, and Halifax.
1: No, I don't know what's oh, going on you. over there today. But the, uh, <laughs> but uh, this I I do uh, have a pretty good uh, thought line about it, and that is, do you like restaurants? And if you do, to what degree do you like restaurants? Do you uh, do you go all the time, or is this something you only do on a special occasion or anything like that? I just uh, I have a feeling, uh, and it keeps vacillating back and forth, and I can't seem to get a reading as to uh, how long that these people who I'm talking to at the moment have. Uh, Knew anything about uh, getting out and going to restaurants yeah. uh-huh. and uh and see, let's see how far this goes because there's no doubt about it, there is some kind of change in the scene of dining out. It's huge, it's it is huge, it is huge, but it's not small either. And um, exactly. So, uh, I, my question is, and you can give it the simplest answer you you uh, care to, and that is. I I really like restaurants, or oh, I don't. I think restaurants are too expensive anymore, or uh, they don't serve the kind of food I like anymore, or is it something that does give you pleasure every couple of days, maybe every single day? Would you mind uh, giving me your reading on that because it intrigues me, and a lot of people who are in the business, in the restaurant business, are uh, fighting this without knowing exactly. Uh, what the battle is all about. They just know that something feels a little warm, not so good as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So uh, we have a half hour or so to go with the rest of the program. Uh, we That's the perfect amount of time that we can spend on this. I, I wish you would, and uh, we can kick it back and forth a little bit. And uh, if you just uh, open your mouth, that's Do you like restaurants, me. Tom? Oh, my, restaurants. <laughs> I love restaurants. It's my favorite thing it's to do. It's your holy
0: grail. It. When when would you say was it the was it the Clarence and Lefties thing that uh, made you forever yeah uh, passionate about restaurants at the age it of did. eight
1: yeah
0: that that was it more like that about, was it
1: yeah that was it all right
0: now but your family never ate out in restaurants because they didn't have the money to do that no so, they didn't so after you had this experience at Clarence and Lefties. Mm-hmm how long was it before you were able to indulge this newfound passion
1: forever and ever amen
0: no i mean yes
1: yes yes <laughs> what
0: i understand that tom i've uh-huh. been married to you for 30 years what What, the? oh hmm. thank mm-hmm. heaven
1: Well, let's let's finish off your paragraph here, and then we'll get right over to it. So,
0: Tom, however old you were, I know your parents didn't go to restaurants much. Mm -hmm. How long was it after this poor boy experience were you able to be in a restaurant again?
1: Yeah, uh, during the next uh, week that I was staying over at my aunt and oh, uncle's I house. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. And, okay. Uh, and, so you were visiting. Okay. And they were going over somewhere. They I took me see. to the uh, my, okay. The first roast beef poor boy I ever had moved me so much yes, that I've loved them ever since. Yeah. And my uncle.
0: Yeah. Tom, we have a yeah. caller, yeah. and yeah. I really would like to take that caller. We sure. can reminisce again after the caller. All right. Hello. Uh,
1: it's, it's, uh, you don't know how much it is. It's Helen. Helen, welcome to the food show. Alan. Oh, Alan. <laughs> excuse me. I. I I I apologize. But
0: Alan is ready to forgive you, Tom. Happy New Year, Alan.
1: Hi, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you both. Is it A L L E N or is it? It's
0: Alan Allen from Seattle. A L A N. -N. So I I know that you're off today. When do you go back to school? Uh next Monday. Okay. Uh All right. So what are your plans for New Year's Eve?
3: Um, We are going to, because the weather's really uh, kind of uh, bad tonight. As a matter of fact, the the festivities are held at um, the Seattle Center, where the Space Needle is. And uh, fireworks are going to go on um, about that area, I believe. But the wind may um, cancel that.
2: They're still going to have a
3: laser, some sort of a laser light show. That's still going to go on. But anyways um we're gonna we're gonna be at home we're gonna have a bottle
1: of uh, prosecco
0: okay huh.
1: um that's, prosecco
0: that's an interesting
1: thing they have hanging around yeah,
0: Do you have a special Prosecco's menu tonight at, at the house alan um not really
3: actually no 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 um no, as far as you know, we're, we're going to be a little bit boring, I think. it's uh, because um, <laughs> I, think, know, I think are, most
0: people actually are. This is why I, I threw out that question. Have you ever had a New Year's that really blew your mind like you're supposed to? And I put that in quotes. And I think most people would say they didn't.
3: Hmm. Uh, yeah. I think, I think the most fun, thing again, I'm, I'm not trying to be gross, uh, but that's the most fun I had on uh, New Year's Eve would be uh, in the French Quarter.
0: Ah, okay. Uh-huh.
3: Uh huh. So, uh, here here in uh, Seattle, not so much. But, um, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, so, everything, everything's uh, kind of a party. Was your wife with you for that experience in the French Quarter? Mm,
3: let's see, for one or two, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, well, good. I mean, we, were, we were together for about. Five years before we uh, moved up uh-huh. here, okay. um, but uh, and, and we got a couple of uh, New Year's Eves in there. You know, being being a nurse uh, as it is right now, she's going to have to go to work uh, tomorrow on New Year's oh, Day, uh-huh. so uh, that puts a bit of, of a damper on things. But uh, I'm, I'm going to shift gears now because um, I think I called too late uh, yesterday. Chef Andrea was uh, uh, closing out your show. Uh-huh. Um, well, I said I'll, I, I told Doug I'll call back today. It, you you mentioned why is um, halibut so thick?
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, uh, and you want you want a question? And, is, he wants oh, okay. to answer it. Yeah. Go ahead. yeah. Uh, well, well, halibut—it's the nature of the flake. It's it's, yeah. it's the way the fish is it is um, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to say catfish, which is yeah. a, a thinner. Or, or a flounder or, or, or a pompano, you know, it's a thin, flake fish. Uh-huh. It, it's just, you know, you can cut any size you want, but it's still going to remain. You still have to, to, to have that thickness. Otherwise, you're going to slice right into the flake of it, uh, if, if that makes any sense.
0: Yeah, it does. But let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a piece of halibut? I'm, I know that they're always consistently an inch high. But have you ever right. seen a piece of halibut that is larger than, say, two and a half inches square?
1: Um yes
3: you're, you're not talking about what the sickness you're talking about the, the how wide how wide people usually get um because I, I i don't get it in a restaurant as often um because uh it's so common here we get cod halibut you know from alaska even in seattle it's it's as common as um well i almost said uh, uh like redfish but i don't think uh-huh. redfish is that common anymore since uh Um, Never really recouped from Chef Paul days, I think. But um, (laughs) but, so, and and uh, I wanted to mention something about now and really skipping around Chef Paul. You know, I I, and I think I mentioned I opened Mister B's. I was one of the uh, the original waiters when Mister B's Distro opened, and Chef Paul was in the kitchen. And Marianne, you said he was kind of a he was really big on frying, and yes, he 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 did his share of frying. But now, let's not forget he did he invented the blackened
0: yeah the blackened uh, yeah right mm-hmm.
3: so uh, he was back there now he, he they didn't have blackened fish on the menu uh, as he was about to open his own restaurant and that's where he he devised that but, uh, at Mister B's uh, like Tom said earlier it was all about uh, smoke yeah uh, and smoking yeah. over uh-huh. wood. You know, they had these wood up and these wood fires. And I remember I'd come home after work and uh, my my girlfriend said, gosh, you, are you sure you've, you've been working? You smell like you've been to a campfire. <laughs> and I said, no, honey, you don't get it. it it's Jeff told that, you know, Mr. Bees is all about uh, wood fire. Cooking on wood. You know, from yeah,
1: from wood. Yeah. Yep, it sure was. So,
3: uh, yeah, but uh, so Tom, you're right. Uh, if people, um, there were people, lines of people uh, outside on Royal Street there um, to come in at, at, at the very at the beginning, but then it tapered off. I can't remember why. Because um, so everybody they,
0: they, they, gets we, used to something. If it's new, it's exciting. You want to be there, and then you go, okay, I've seen that. I'm moving on. We're we're a fickle bunch of people.
3: I think so. And Chef Paul, he was there for the opening, but he was not their chef. You know, he was still working uh, for the Brennans as um, the executive chef over at Commander's. So he finished his, um, uh, his work there uh, and eventually just worked full time at his new restaurant, or his restaurant, which was, of course, on the uh, Conti and Charters, I believe. Uh, yeah. On charters, yeah, near mm-hmm. condy. but anyways, uh, but yeah, so I skipped from um, why halibut um, is, is so thick. And you can, as far as the width, you can you can get just uh, you can cut a small square of it, but uh, you're not going to get it any thinner because of the fact that. No, I understand that.
0: I mean I definitely understand that the flakes are an inch high and that you keep it, but what puzzles me about halibut is not how thick it is, because I see that the flakes are standing up and that yes, you would mess everything up if you if you messed ah. up with the flakes. It's that halibut always seems to be about two and a half inches square. And one inch thick, which I understand that part, but why not four inches by six inches? I don't understand that. That's my question. I don't well, think there's an every answer piece of halibut I've ever seen has been that big.
1: And uh, well, but what are you get out about? Of it? It, well, when you
3: when you order it in a restaurant, that's typically the size, Marianne. I think that you're speaking of. But when I go to my uh, fish market, um, I can get any size I want.
0: You can okay. Uh,
3: Yeah, I usually get a couple, I just say give me two fillets, you know, about a pound and a half worth or whatever, and the guy Uh cuts it, and and it's, you know, about that size. But in restaurants, it's also, it's going to be about, you know, kind of a uniform uh, piece, which is, um, like you say, kind of like a... There you go. By by three or something. That's right, Doug.
0: Doug said portion control. Yeah, that's obviously it.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. All right, and, Alan. Um,
3: yeah, mm-hmm. hey, again, Happy New Year. I,
1: I, uh, you too, you know, and I uh, keep it. on having it because it's nowhere near to be Have a over.
0: wonderful evening. Enjoy your Prosecco yeah. and your quiet evening at home with your wife before she heads off to work.
3: Will do. Thank you Bye, so Alan. much. You. Bye, Alan.
0: Happy New Year. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. We'll take a break and be right back. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM, HD2.
1: That's us, all right. Welcome back. This is the food show. We talk about eating. That's it.
0: This is the last 20 minutes of the food show 2019.
1: <laughs> Are we going to hear a lot of that? But uh, If so, I hope so.
0: Yes. Yeah, so if you have something mm-hmm. to say to us in 2019, you have 20 minutes to get it in. 260-6368. Yeah, well,
1: and then who knows? It could be brilliant.
0: I know. Yeah. I know.
1: Two six zero six three. What
0: about from us? Could it be brilliant from us?
1: Doug? Oh, sure. We can we can take them anywhere we find them. You know, this is just the way it is.
0: We've been looking Gira, for all Gira, Gira. kinds of things having to do with 2019. Your favorite culinary experience that you remember? Favorite restaurant you discovered? Mm-hmm. Favorite food you might have discovered? Saddest restaurant closure? Yeah, share Love it with a favorite us. Favorite you? of yours.
1: And, um, what
0: you're doing tonight? Good question. Memories of New Year's past that you wanted to share. Do you remember when we were invited to the Brennan's? Was it at Commanders?
1: Commanders Palace yeah. uh, was one of them.
0: Yeah, it was one and New Year's Eve that we were at Commanders yeah, Palace. Yeah, oh, I do remember,
1: do remember that? that. That was that was a wonderful evening yeah. and what a party that was. You and you couldn't have gotten in there without friends. Yeah. And uh, fortunately, we had the friends. And Mr. Dick is gone, but uh, it was nice having him around. I was just thinking about him this morning. Yeah. Yep.
0: I remember thinking: first question, what am I going to wear? Second mm-hmm. question, who's going to watch the kids? Those were the the big uh, questions I had for for getting out that New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. It was nice, so I'm glad that we went. Good. It was probably the only
1: thing you. It
0: was probably the only New Year's Eve party that I can think of. Mm-hmm. It was certainly a glamorous affair. It was black tie. That's so it was certainly nice. the only one like that. But um, we have a caller?
1: Gregory is here, so I'm
0: told. Gregory, Happy New Year.
2: Welcome. Hey, Happy New Year to both of you guys. I'm wishing you all the best coming up. It, it wouldn't, wouldn't be know, the
0: same without you in the last 20 minutes of 2019. <laughs>
2: Well, we thank think. you very much. I appreciate yeah. that. No, I, I I figured I'd slide myself in here. What are you guys going to do this evening?
1: I haven't the for I mean,
0: We're going to have now. an evening more boring than Alan's.
2: Uh, oh, yeah,
1: that was mean <laughs> to him.
2: <laughs> no, he said no. it himself. What, hey, Gregory? Hey, well, hey, there's nothing wrong with a bottle of Prosecco and spending it with his wife. I mean, that's good. We're only going to have about, I think, about I think, about 10 people are coming by, and that's about it. You know, but... I. Uh, uh, I'm not going out or anything. I'm just going to sit here. I mean, it's, well, the weather is just terrific. You know, i got the grill on. so And uh just going to have a little bubbly and some canapes, and then I'm going to do a turn of dough and some garlic roasted oh, potatoes, nice. grilled potatoes. Well, if you're yeah, on the I North Show,
0: manage. you're going to hear a lot of fireworks.
2: Yeah, I know that. I know, I know that. <laughs> and there are some people, well, been, and I think
1: she might be sitting next to us, uh, who found something that is uh, really uh, pretty amazing. You go out into the middle of the causeway, and you you pull off to one side, and then you can watch all of the fireworks going on in the middle of the city.
2: You the know, I've thought of that statement. before, but don't, don't do, not
1: do that. <laughs> Under don't any it circumstances, it because it's against the law and oh. it's, and you're going to kill yourself. So and if you don't are going to do, do that, that,
2: don't do it
0: with Tom.
2: <laughs> no, no, don't I do it with Tom. But I, Tom, I, Tom
0: was yammering in my ear the entire time.
2: I guess you could um fake a flat tire, like let the air out of your tire and go to one of the crossovers. <laughs> you know. And pretend like you're changing a tire. You there know? you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, but, that's right. But, that's, but no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend that either. No, um, no, no, no,
1: no. Just for people who take everything too literally, yeah. do not don't, don't do, that. do that. Don't even yeah. think about it.
2: I like to spend as little time on that bridge as possible. My 21-minute transit. It's just. It's just perfect for me. Get me on that's get me it. off that thing. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of that bridge, but you know, hey, you know, it's life. Anyway, that's life. Um, the, 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 um, you guys went to the, um, I, I heard earlier, y'all went to Krabby Shack today? You went yeah. To uh-huh. I, a bunch there? Boy, I do love that place, and it's uh, it's a, it's a great
1: bargain. The quality of their food is really yeah. good, and uh, about the only thing that's a little off is that their service is a little slow. But I think that's because it's so They're small. very busy. They're very busy. They're very
2: busy. And
0: they're very all
2: busy. All the time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it, it yeah it, it gets jumpy. I haven't been there in a couple of months, but it's a place that my stepmother and my dad adore because it's it, mm-hmm. you know it's very close to Shin. You know, they just take twenty two right down, and then you know there it is in Anissa. Yeah. So, yep. Yep. Uh, yep. yep. So that's a famous. That's uh, that's that's in my uh, parthenon of good red beans and rice pots on Mondays. He puts out a he puts out a delicious uh, dish of that, and uh, you know what? All the little you know choices you can get on the side. You know, as far as chicken or fish or mm-hmm. whatever. So, uh, well anyway, I just thought I'd chime in and, and uh, really wish you guys well, uh, you. Uh, uh, a happy New Year because uh, you know I'm just hoping that next year is going to be just as good as the last. I mean, for me anyway, and I hope it will be for you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, thank, thank you, you very bad. much. That's very nice of you right, to bring you up guys. and uh, see you around. Take care. It's the Bye-bye. food show—it's right. not over yet. We're just—we're uh, heading towards the uh, most important festival of the year, really, and uh, we'd love to have you be part of it. Two six zero six three six eight.
0: I don't know if anybody else was struck by just how fast this year went. It seems to me. That we were ringing in 2019 yesterday, and mm-hmm. the year just was a blur.
1: Yeah, that's uh, it was pretty much a blur. true.
0: We took a great trip this year.
1: Yep. You did?
0: Yeah, you did too. Mm-hmm. I did? Uh-huh. What did, what did we do? We went on the <laughs> Orient Express. Oh, brother, you had to bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God the Orient Express so you know what I I'm gonna do something very bucket listish tomorrow so that would have been the second thing that I did that's bucket listish in a year because mm. that was on my bucket list too going mm. on the Orient Express it was tremendously expensive and had nothing to do with with money but um, yes we did do that this year
1: mm. <laughs> I kept trying that's the... all
0: Tom has to say about it what I,
1: I have keep trying to to figure out ways to write about that without uh-huh. making making it seem completely ridiculous, uh-huh. and that's what it wound up being like to me. But that's now it's you know it's in my pocket and
0: uh, yeah, that was your final train trip. It looks sup- like it. it was supposed yeah. to be anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that's how it was billed, but you know anyway. Oh wow. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I'm trying to think of any other memorable new year's eve that i had and uh that's it gosh i lead a i lead a boring life i only had three that i can really remember i
1: don't know it's not one of my favorite (laughs) uh festivities because there are so many people there and it's very difficult to get served so if you want to if you want to go out and eat and enjoy uh, oh and the whole restaurant thing uh That's not the day to do it, It's because you're not getting the food and service that you ordinarily would. And there's nothing ordinary about what they do at Commander's Palace. Has
0: has anyone gone to a specific place envisioning the absolute incredible memory of ringing in the new year? Like you see these... You know, the these pictures of the Sydney Harbor, and um, mm-hmm. I guess New Year's in New York would also fit into this. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember that we, <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember we as a family, the four of us, in 2000, this was in your period where you were talking about 2001, and trying to convince everyone that the millennia, the millennia had, millennium, had mm-hmm. already happened. Or oh,
1: one of those things.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we were in New York City mm-hmm. when 2000 turned into 2001.
1: Never forget that.
0: Yeah. We weren't actually in New York. We were in New York and D.C. that year. And I remember that that was the year that the Twin Towers fell. And we have a picture of us in the river, not literally in the river, but on a boat in the river uh, with the Twin Towers behind us, and they were gone seven or eight months later. But um, I remember that trip. Do you remember that trip, Tom, in, when we went to, uh, what was that, Tarascaria the first time?
1: Uh the Triple
0: Plataforma. I think we also went oh, to Patsy's. Oh that was that was in
1: New York City. Did we
0: go to Patsy's on that trip as well?
1: Uh I don't think so. Anyway. We went to Patsy's twice.
0: Yeah, that's when we discovered yeah. the Hudson Hotel, which yeah. was a very mm. unlike us place for us too to hip. be. It was bizarre. Too hip. But anyway, um It's one of those places where the chair could bite you, you know. So uh, we were were there, but we wound up leaving New York City before New Year's and staying in D.C. at my sister's house Hmm. for New Year's Eve. And so we left a potentially mind-blowing, probably annoying, but nevertheless something you you know, hear about a mythical sort of New Year's Eve for one in my sister's den where everyone fell asleep like bowling pins scattered. And that was uh, that was in the days when I used to listen to you, Tom, because you didn't want to stay in New York. But um, that was how we rang in 2001, instead of being in New York where we were the day before. We were in D.C. Hmm. So I have never done New York City in, well, it's a one uh, of a kind. Bringing no, in what? the new year there. I've yeah. never done that. And uh, and now I feel like, you know, I, I wouldn't want to do it because it's something that you do if you don't mind intense crowds and you're 22 years old, you know? So I don't know that that would be something that would even appeal to me now. Hmm. But I've not done that. I've not uh, seen any amazing fireworks. We did have one New Year's Eve here at the Coolwater Ranch, where the fireworks that were set off by the kid across the pond actually started a fire the next day. Do you remember that? Mm,
1: no. Oh, I do. Yeah. 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 We now that you call. Yeah.
0: It. And uh, so we had, you know, we used to sit out on the meadow and watch pretty pretty intense fireworks displays there i've watched a lot of intense fireworks displays in my life but they've been mostly at the hands of amateurs and um and that's probably not a very good thing Anyway, 260 we're doing remembrances of New Year's Eve in the past. If you have any, please mm-hmm. share them. And also, we'd love to visit with you this last 10 minutes of 2019. And I feel like don't... it's been a rather eventful year, certainly on this show. Yeah. When you started this show in 2019, you were solo, Tom. And somewhere in there, I jumped into the sidecar, and we've been doing this together for, what, seven or eight months now.
1: <laughs> Seven or eight months.
0: Seems like only... Who
1: put you that in your ear? Seems like only mm-hmm.
0: only minutes, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I know it does to Doug, too, for sure. Anyway, uh, New Year's Eve, that's what we're talking about. Great food that you might have discovered. Anything that you're planning to do that's very special. And the orchestras
1: sometimes cooked. were good, too.
0: I wonder, what, at the Blue Room?
1: Anywhere we found them.
0: yeah. That's true. It's,
1: yeah, I'm always looking.
0: Yeah, I wonder if um, if if anyone has um, has
1: recordings of
0: not planned their New Year's yet. Well, you're in trouble. You're getting cause. rather <laughs> close to when you need to do that. Yeah, nine if you're minutes. If you to go out they, anywhere, yeah. mm-hmm. let me see if I can conjure up that menu from the Silk Road. The Silk Road called and said that they have a thirty-five dollar prefix menu. It's four courses. This sounds like a really good deal. It's not Indian. There are a couple of Indian flavors in their gumbo and other scattered dishes, but it sounds like a pretty straight New Orleans kind of menu. Mm -hmm. And if you are still looking for a place to go, that would be someplace uh, really cool. I think it's in the Marini, Mm -hmm. which is you know, someplace that you could be close enough to watch the fireworks on the river. You could walk up to the levee. I'm sure there'll be a lot of people doing that.
1: Yeah, it's going to be cold, though. It's going to be cold. It's going to be Looks cold like it, anyway.
0: out there tonight. Yeah. That's for mm-hmm. sure. Anyway, 260-6368 is the number. What else do we have for New Year's? I discovered La Briere Champagne, which we're not going to be drinking tonight. But I do hope you can go find us a good one, Tom, because uh, I, would like to, about I would like to ring out 2019 and ring in a new decade 2020. And have it be a really great champagne because I want it to be a really great year.
1: Mm, I'm all for that. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it's going to be your charge to find that when we when we uh, disperse after the show mm-hmm. at five o'clock. I'm actually also getting a little bit hungry, so I don't know if we're gonna.
1: Boy, that's quick. You, you just had lunch about two hours ago. I had lunch
0: at noon, so I'm I'm yeah. getting a little bit hungry, mm. and uh, we were gonna cook tonight, but. Did not make it to the store, so I guess, uh, I guess maybe I'll just do, you know, some little appetizers. Do you remember that New Year's Eve? This was another nice New Year's that we had. Um, Mary Lee had just been born, so this would have been New Year's Eve of '93 because she was an infant.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, well, I mean, she wasn't that much of an infant, she would have been six months old, and um. I remember making uh, puff, they weren't puff pastry. They were phyllo dough mushroom appetizers.
1: I remember those.
0: And we popped a bottle of rosé champagne that we were given by, I guess maybe Dick Brennan even on her, on her birth. Mm-hmm. The year of her birth.
1: They remember that very well over at Commander's, what you're, yeah, the story you're about to tell, which e- is quite a story.
0: Yeah, that was quite a story. You go ahead and tell it. I'm going to go see about this menu that I'm going to look for. Uh, basically, so was born.
1: Uh, well, it, uh, what happened, she was at the hospital. The, the delivery was uh, underway. And uh, there was uh, from – I'm not going to say the name of the restaurant because it's just too funny not to play this – But uh, the uh, the obstetrician uh, who was going to uh, deliver uh, had let's just say a problem, and it uh, was uh, uh, the the uh, Dick Brennan
0: always, as a tradition, would send a dinner to someone he knew (laughs) who had just had a baby,
1: and uh, and it was and it caught on fire.
0: Wait, let's. That sounds and, way worse than it was, Tom. Oh, okay. Well, that sounds way worse than it was. He had he had the the heat right by a sensor. It didn't catch on fire. It was by a sensor.
1: Okay, well, I remember. And it set off the but,
0: fire yeah. alarm. Yeah. And when you and Jude came to visit me in the hospital, you were greeted by firemen running down the hall. Yes, we were. Yeah, and, and that they, that's what happened. It was scary. Yeah, that's what happened. But mm-hmm. but um I knew the the pediatric nurse on duty I had grown up with her and she walked in and she was curious to see whose room it was, and when she saw me she started laughing and she said, That is perfect. That could only be you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we had a bottle of rosé that we were given as part of that dinner, and uh, we saved it and opened it on the New Year's Eve of '93, and that was another one of those memorable ones. I guess I could, I guess I could continue to think of ones that did make an impression, but for the most part, um, they're they're not they're nondescript. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's true of most people. I think I think most people do not have the incredible, mind blowing New Year's Eve that you're quote mm-hmm. supposed to mm-hmm. have.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's funny getting back to that hospital issue. Um, the, the apparently the waiters and other staffers over at uh, Commander's Palace, uh, after all these years, uh, they still remember that.
0: Well, it was kind of a memorable Pretty thing. Memorable I'm sure the thing, people yeah. at work at the hospital also remember that. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely, that was, that was quite an interesting, I'll say. <laughs> that was quite an interesting birth. Uh, I, re, I almost had her on the causeway. She was a call birth. Uh, I met Peter Jenkins while I was in labor. I almost had her at New Orleans Hamburger on Veterans. It was quite quite a memorable uh, birth, I have to say. And she's quite a memorable young lady, so uh, it kind of works.
1: I certainly would hope so. She uh, really was. Uh, yeah. That was just astonishing. She's quite special, bit. I have to yeah, say. Yeah. It's anyway. hard to know uh, how to even talk about something like that. That's uh, uh, just... Uh, One of those things.
0: It's a very special thing. All right, so I'm going to get to this menu real quick because I I told him I would run through this really quick. This is the Silk Road menu. Mm -hmm. It's um, samosas, first course, uh, chicken andouille gumbo or uh, lemongrass. I can't even pronounce that. Spinach and goat cheese salad. You can choose from that. The second course is sesame-crusted salmon a Thai red curry chicken, a seared duck breast, or pan-seared black drum with a meunier sauce. And I do not know sang paneer. I guess that is a – oh, that's part paneer, of the black drum. Paneer is
1: made with the, – that's the in-house made cheese that they Yeah, I it's made. cheese, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, and then for dessert, white chocolate mango cheesecake or a flourless chocolate cake. That is at Silk Road if you're still looking for a mm-hmm. place – For New Year's Eve, 5 to 10, you do have to clear out of there and go watch the fireworks on the river, but that's kind of what you would do anyway. So it's been a most interesting year, 2019, and uh, I just want to say thank you to everyone who has steadfastly listened to this show, to all the people who have called it and made it uh, more fun than it would otherwise be, to Doug, who has taken very good care of us, even though he yells at me a lot, uh, and everyone and so i hope you have a wonderful yeah. and
1: me too and to you too. dinner and yes, that's our you, Tom, show for it's always a pleasure and yes. we'll pick happy it up new where year, we everyone to- happy new year happy everything too.
0: wwl 105.3 fm hd2 good night
1: this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what